Ah, hello, listeners. Welcome back to Anime Pass or Fail, episode 10 for the winter season. I'm your host, Savon Goldburn, and with me are my two co-hosts, Miss A.S. Davis. Hello. And, of course, Isaiah Bascom. Ah, welcome. We are after the match, and today we have two announcements. The first is our Reddit poll for where you, yes, you, listening to my voice right now, can help decide what new anime we watch on our show for the upcoming spring season. You can find this poll on r slash anime pass or fail, or just use the link in the description. We made it that easy for you. But our other, more exciting announcement is that today, we are joined by a special guest. He comes from the legendary Bakan Company podcast and is one of the hosts of Baka Bites. And his name is Magically Average. Welcome to Anime Pass or Fail. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. I don't know what I'm supposed to say here. <laughs> but hi thanks for having me on no problem we're so glad to have you on the show magically average and if you don't mind could you tell us a bit about yourself and share your favorite anime or even your favorite anime genres oh boy what a loaded question that is like putting me right on the spot <laughs> literally for, yeah. for days no one's going to be oh. judging you answer correct yeah mm, my t- I, I feel like an old man now like talking in the the retirement home to a grandson like my time started in Toonami oh no <laughs> I watched Bleach uh, yeah. Uh, uh. Yeah. my introduction to anime just started with me watching cartoons late at night on Saturdays and finding like uh, Dragon Ball Z I and think it's it like right PD and Bionics please tell me those were it um no like uh, they were like oh, different right. channels like there was like one channel when I grew up when I grew up there was like one channel that was like the home for Digimon, Pokemon, Bionics, and Ooh. one other show. But then, like, That's Cartoon Network stuff. on Saturdays had Toonami, and Toonami was the, like, edgy show. It was the edgy time of night, like, starting at oh, 11, when you'd have, like, Aqua Teen Hunger Force and all that oh, stuff yes. come on for adults. Yeah. But Saturdays were for anime. So I had Bleach and One Piece and Naruto and Cowboy Bebop and Fooly Cooly, like, all those cool shows back then. So, yeah, then that just sort of spiraled, and once I finally got a job and earned money, I was like, I can waste my money on anything I want now. So, I just, it's been anime and manga and anime tattoos, too, so it's just been crazy. It's a huge part of my life growing up, so I I love it a lot, and I like sharing my experiences with others and my interests with others, so I'm glad I get to join a podcast like Bakken Company, and I'm I'm super happy that I get to join your guys' podcast as well. How does it feel? Because I feel like you're almost in our like generation. I think it was say is, and I it definitely really Isaiah is getting into anime recently. Mm-hmm. Like we kind of had like the same yeah. thing. How we had anime on Saturday nights, and how does it feel now that anime is so more widely accepted? Like before then, it was kind of like more like a nerdy thing. Like if we watch anime, like oh, like maybe just talk about like your inner circle of friends, but it was never like widely talked about throughout like schools or anything. But nowadays, oh, yeah. it's like so accepted and popular. It's ever it's mainstream. Like, it is mainstream. It's part of me loves it, and the other part of me absolutely despises people nowadays <laughs> because of just yeah. the fact yeah, that it's so widely like it. everyone appreciates it. And I'm like, that's great. Everyone should because anime is fantastic. And then like the other part of me is like, you guys suck because i had to hide my love of anime for years because i was going to get made fun of so you can all go kick rocks and punch sand for all i care but no i'm like 
I'm glad that it's more accessible now too. I think everyone's so spoiled with the fact that you can watch anime like anywhere now, which is great. Again, like it's awesome. And we get shows like like 30, 40 new shows a season, which is incredible too. So it's honestly like, I feel like for those of people who have been watching for as long as I have and even longer too, and then for those who are just getting into it, like there's a show for everyone now. Like there's no, no person out there should be like, I don't think I would be interested in anime because it's nothing appealing about it. And I'm like, "Mm, Mm. I bet like there's a, there's a fucking show that came out last year. That's about water polo, right? Like what a (laughs) niche sport that is. Yep. I'm sure you can find one hobby of yours that there's an anime about like there it's, it's wide, widely popular. I like that you said that because uh, I've actually been going around, well, like my family or our family, anyways, uh, going around uh, showing people like anime is not a genre; it's a medium at this point. Like you can find whatever your favorite genre that you watch on shows in anime. Like if you read books and you like a genre there, you'll find that genre in anime. And I've been like selling, not only selling people, but convincing people that they can find exactly what you just talked about. They're like, oh, I bet you I could find you an anime that you would like. Like, tell me what you watch on TV. Tell me what kind of books you watch or tell me what kind of movies you watch. Like, anime probably has something exactly you're interested in. So I like that you brought that up because I definitely believe in that. Yeah, it's... it's, There's... Yeah, I always struggle with people because a lot of times people are like, it's just cartoons. It's just, like, Spongebob and stuff like that. And I'm like... Completely Man. different. Yeah, like you just you just have to like you have to watch it's because it's it's more geared towards like mature teens, I guess I would say. Like, you know, when it comes to shonen, that's like teenage boys and stuff. But there are shows that are like meant for more adults that are yeah. coming out nowadays too. It's just people are always thrown off because it's animated and so they're like, it's all it is is cartoons. It's just cartoons. It's like, man, there's so much more to it. Like there's so much life and emotion and like trauma built into all these different stories. You know, you could, I mean, you, depending on what route you go, you can go just slice of life, humor, comedy, and then avoid all of the like really hard emotional stuff looking at you ranking of Kings. Um, (laughs) Or you can go, you know, more etchy if you're into that. Like there's, there's a genre for everyone. You can go sports, food, whatever. Action. Food. I always tell people who get into (laughs) anime, always start with death note. That's yep. like my you, good sir, are a blotch on society if you suggest Death Note as their first one. Interesting. Yep. Death Note, always sir, the first uh, one. No. Why Death Note? <laughs> that show. <laughs> gotta go hard. Right off the bat. Oh, go, man. Gotta go poopy butthole. That show is stinky doo-doo. That, that was really? it's interesting. The first half is incredibly okay. interesting. That's and bad. then it just oh, gets... Wow. The second, no, I agree with that. The second crapple. season was not that good. The first yeah. season was great. There's when, a yeah. Don't tell <laughs> I, about the second season. <laughs> yeah, pretend like it doesn't exist. Yeah, that's another good point too. I because I've had conversations with friends where they've they've been like like if I want to show my best friend an anime that they like you know that, and they're not into anime like what's the best anime to get someone interested in the genre. You know, again, it as you said too, like anime is more than just a genre now. But they're like, for a first timer, what's the best show? And I always struggle because, like, me personally, my favorite is Cowboy Bebop. Like, I, I in terms of yeah, in terms of like just a really easy to get through anime, but 
so well built out in terms of just the plot, the world building, the characters, like it's a fantastic anime. But at the same time, I'm like, it's also a little older. So some things are not like up to date in terms of like, you know, what we find culturally appropriate or like what we find to be normal these days. So it's like, uh, might get lost in there. Other part of me, as much as I hate to say it, because I despise this show, is just say Attack on Titan, because it's just, oh. <laughs> it's, it's batshit crazy from the start. Like, it, it, like, first episode goes hard. Like, the hardest of any first episode of a show possible. So I'm like, that's the easiest way to get someone interested if they like action and destruction and chaos. But, yeah, like, that's always an interesting point, especially nowadays with how many shows are out now. I'm like, man, you could... You could show them a brand new show that just came out and, you know, they might score with them depending on what their interests are. Yeah. I like you showing someone on anime I've never even seen before just uh, based on what their interests were. Like I was trying to convince uh, one of my uncles a while back and he said that he only likes watching basketball. Like he doesn't watch like watching TV or anything. Oh, yeah. There's a classic basketball. Slam dunk. Yeah, slam dunk. That's the one. That's the one I showed him. Oh, <laughs> nice. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there it is. And I've never well, like, seen it before either. So I was just like, hmm. I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's a really good basketball anime out there. I've never seen it. But instead of like me recommending him an anime that I've seen that I love, I'm like, I'm just going to find one that will most likely you'll like, even if I've never seen it before. And then I just watched it with him. And they're like, oh, shit, this is like pretty good. And he thought it was really good, too. Like, he wanted to keep watching more. And that's how, like, he got sold on anime, even though originally he thought like, oh, I don't want to watch cartoons. But then I tell him like, no, anime is not just a cartoon. It's again, it's a medium. It's something that's like widely accepted in Japan that even like, again, adults watch. Like it's just. Oh medium. my God. Yeah. I have Time a crazy, I have a crazy stat for you guys it, that I, I saw for Demon Slayer, the, the newest entertainment district season that came out. I like that. Thing. Thank you very much. Yeah, sorry, oh, red light no. district. Excuse oh, me. Oh my god, I, I, I misspoke. But they, you know, they record the viewership in Japan when the episode comes out. So two things: one, it comes out, it came out this last this season. It came out in Japan at eleven fifteen p.m. on Sundays. Okay, so that's mm-hmm. late. Damn. The final episode had nine percent viewership, meaning that nine percent of the Japanese households were watching the final episode as it came out. Wow. Oh. That's that's insane. That's a live lot TV. Of... What the Yes, heck? live. And and that's and that's only Japan obviously cuz you know it there's a delay when it comes out in the United States and and elsewhere around the world but like for 9% of how and I don't know I I don't have the statistics in uh, in front of me for like the population but I think their population is like ooh somewhere around 70 million so i mean you're talking roughly 6.8 million people watching demon slayer as the episodes are coming out that is <laughs> like, a lot of people that's insane it is it is a large like a huge part of japanese culture um and so it's it's great that more and more countries and like other societies are, are sort of adopting it too as becoming more like normal too right rather than yeah. something that people have to like hide in the corner of their closet and be, and be like <laughs> oh man that's close <laughs> over your yeah like leave it alone 
Yeah, I remember those times when, like, oh, I'm not watching anime. I'm watching uh, the news. Yeah, yeah, the, the news. Yes. Yeah, no, of course. The you were better off just saying, I'm watching porn. Yeah. <laughs> <I> just... yeah. <laughs> really no way. More accepted. Ah, oh, man. Well, that was pretty good. Uh, can you tell us a bit about uh, your podcast? Now that we heard lots about you and uh, your interest, what, what about Bach and Company? Uh, they're not as interesting as me. That's That's one thing. Um, so we can just start there. No, but uh, Bach and Company, uh, we're, so we're an anime podcast group. We actually have three different shows we do. It started by a gentleman by the name of Drutendo64, who's incredible. Um, and it's myself, Frankfurter, and Element. Uh, we're all actually all over the world, too. We have one in Canada, two in the United States, and one in Australia. So oh, interesting. We, uh, That's we, incredible. We, we, we cover, we like to think we cover the world. Um, we definitely don't get the viewership around the world like we want, but, you know. We'll get there. But yeah, we have uh, our main flagship show, which we cover just like one anime or movie and just d- dissect it completely. Normally, it's something that finished. Uh, we recently did Odd Taxi and Doro Hidoro, which were two great shows. And then um, we also did Mushoko Tensei, which is still ongoing, that I also love too. Um, so those are fun. Then <laughs> I'm on our second show, which is Baka Bites, which is myself and Frankfurter, where we kind of go through the shows that we're watching in the current season. And normally it ends up with us yelling at each other because at, at one point I'll say something bad about attack on Titan and then he'll somewhat defend it. And then I'll just call him a poopy head and then he'll call me a fart face. And then it'll just kind of derail from there. So <laughs> wow. we're, we're really highbrow when it comes to our like com- comedy and just overall discussions. So uh, you can expect a lot of like very eloquent uh, speeches from the both of us when we're telling our opinions of shows. Um, that's a lie. We it just devolves <laughs> into utter nonsense and us swearing. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> and then, the rails. Uh, oh, constantly. And then our la- our last show is uh, Baka and You, where we actually do an interview with a special guest to kind of go over like what their favorite show is or how they got into anime. So it's a little bit more personal with that one. Um and a little bit more freeform too in kind of the style, but yeah, we we've been together now for just over a year, I think. So still wow. getting like still getting into it, still getting used to you know how are we how we want to do our episodes and release them and stuff. Trying to do more advertising through like YouTube and stuff, which I mean, kids these days are great at it. I am not. I am already too old to try to keep up with everything. I have a TikTok for the channel. That's about as good as I can get. Oh my and god! Holy shit! Oh, yeah, we <laughs> haven't gone there yet. Oh, I well, I, I actually had a personal one, and I was like, mm, I should just use this for Bach and Company because it's probably better. Because before I was just posting random nonsense, and now I'm like, at least I can make like anime themed or like manga related videos instead of just doing random shit around my house to try to make people laugh, like the two people that were watching. So it's uh, but yeah, it's fun. It it lets me vent all of my frustrations of shows that i've been watching and it allows me to gab about the shows that i love so it's a great podcast we're on i think almost all streaming sites so go give us a listen and thanks for the free plug suckers (laughs) (laughs) goodbye (laughs) i was gonna ask you like where can we find you and you already answered Oh, don't worry. I'm going to like Fantastic. throughout the episode, you'll just hear me in the background just going, Bach and Company, all streaming sites. Like, just really quietly. <laughs> oh, like, subliminal messages. Oh, what's that called? The subliminal messages. So that way, yeah. like, people, yeah, like, you'll slowly just be like, why are our viewership going down? And then, you know, pass over to 
me being like suckers see you on the flip side and yeah and that's when we get big so oh, perfect you're just stifling our audience yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your guys hard work. exactly that's that's the bach and company message steal from others in order to oh, gain man. value we should have looked into you guys more. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> we got played. Oh, man. Like, what do you mean you didn't notice? We have it on our tagline, front and center, right on yeah. the bottom. <laughs> yeah. This isn't our train. first rodeo. Do you know how many other shows we've ruined already just by <laughs> stealing their audience? Like, get with it. Like all these anime podcasts that started <laughs> up are all just gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. You're next on the list. Munched. It's funny too, because our podcast started about the same time as you guys, because we started like just about a year ago. Like we're on oh, awesome. almost the Oh right. Yeah, almost. when is Not the yet. anniversary? Almost there. Do we have an exact day? Did you forget your anniversary? April 5th. I know You're it's the spring on the couch season. tonight. <laughs> oh no. I've been benched. Yeah. Benched for the rest of the season. <laughs> Can't forget an anniversary. In all honesty, I don't know what ours is either. But in my defense, I I came on, I think, like a couple months after the channel was created. I was I was originally a guest and I weaseled my way into being full time. So, wow, (laughs) yeah, interesting. Well, so, yeah. we are looking for a fourth member if you're interested. Is there a trade? Is this the trade block? Am I a free agent? Yeah. I'm waiting wow. for like the NFL little like jingle, like the do 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 do, and it's like a trade's been happening, and I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> this trading, it's is happening. happening. Well, because I didn't remember anniversary of the trade is, I'm joking. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I'm being betrayed. <laughs> oh no. Well, that's very cool though. That's very good, very good. And, you know, we appreciate you taking the time to watch uh, Police in a Pod and Rust Eater, excuse me, Rust Eater Bisco with us and discussing the latest episode here on this show now if you guys would show him i'm talking to you the listeners would show him some love on his show but don't leave us please you know you can show him some love but come back afterwards that would be superb all right no optional chime in gotcha so guys let's talk about what we watched this week (laughs) (laughs) no I'm like I don't I don't want to be that person to butt in, so I'm gonna be quiet here. I'm uh, I'm the newbie. <laughs> we we're all into that. I was like boat. I could have like oh, a man. fart sound effect or something like to like you know transition if we wanted, but I'll hold that right. for later. I'll keep that in the my back pocket just for mm. safekeeping. Uh, for the pregnant pauses that will happen. Perfect. Yeah, but you know we we can talk about police not pod though because you know it did receive a double pass last week where its perfect record of a straight pass was broken for the second time. But maybe, just maybe, this anime can restore it again if it gets that mystical quadruple pass. But in this week's episode, and let me go to that synopsis. And in this week's episode, Yamada loses his sacred police ID badge and things get real for Kawhi as she comes across her first and probably one of the worst possible traffic fatalities. So yeah, my thoughts on this episode is, God damn, did this episode get real in that second half? And this was too perfect after what happened last week when Isaiah was saying that he was hoping for a funnier episode, and then Messiah saying, I bet you this episode is going to be really serious. And it was, so I'll be giving it a pass. I was in denial, honestly, the whole episode. I really, really i didn't believe that was a baby 
I thought it was gonna Why? get a dog or something. I was like, ah, oh, this oh. is really gonna get us, you know. Haha, uh-huh, very funny. The thing, it was just a when dog. is the joke no. over? It's it, just it just, yeah. just never end. Just never Man, ended. there was a whole assortment of different emotions you felt throughout this episode. Like there was some funny moments. There was some sad shit. There was some serious shit. Like, oh my god. I actually liked it though. Oh. So okay. it's regaining my past. Yeah, I feel like ah. I feel oh, like that was it. the whole season though, right? Like I, I remember reading an article when Police Apod first came out, which it was on my list to watch at the beginning when winter season came out and I read the article and basically this person was like, Western list viewers won't understand some of the humor because, you know, the police force in Japan is so much different than what they see day to day in like, you know, the United States or elsewhere in the world. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like what? Like it's, it's supposed to be a comedy show. And I'd be started watching. And I was like, Oh no, this is not a comedy show. This is like part humor, part very serious, like, real world style stuff of like no you know police work like 20 hours a day uh they are constantly on call they get called to some really scary shit sometimes like you know sometimes you know you have to deal with the constant calls of you know a person saying that they're going to commit suicide and then you know on the third time you're like you know we're just gonna leave and that's the time that they actually do try to attempt suicide like that stuff that happens constantly for you know, police enforcement. So this episode, it really sort of like shined a light on it. Yeah, I mean, it, it shined a light, but it also just the 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 drastic difference between the first part and the second part really highlights like just the ebb and flow of what uh, a day to day life of police officer yeah. is. Like, but yeah, like the first part, you could just be doing some like internal administrative stuff of finding some dude's lost badge. And then the second half of your day could be going to a traffic, you know, traffic dead accident body. where, yeah, there's a dead baby. <laughs> like, like that's, yeah. that is real world stuff that happens with, with police enforcement. And so to see it come out in a show too, and in a very, for lack of a better term, like tasteful way too, you know, it's not over the top obnoxious in terms of like the, the type of crimes or, or things they're experiencing, but like, very real world actual life experiences i I think it makes the show have a little bit more life to it so it definitely i mean this episode alone gets a pass but the season two it's it's been growing on me as i've watched so it's uh damn honestly you couldn't word that any better like yeah that was great and i'll also be giving this episode a pass there it oh is. my god. Well, we'll see if this could keep it. <coughs> Excuse me. Drupal <laughs> pass. I'm just so taken He's aback. so emotional. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this episode really pulled it for us, man. Holy. Yeah, oh, man, it... magically average. When you were talking about the article, I thought you were going to bring up the one that I had to bring up. the When you said comedy anime for the past oh, like, oh. <laughs> first like four episodes, uh, let's just say that was brought up a lot. Or like, oh, man, this is like comedy. Anime. Yeah, but in, in the article, I won't even like give the article any credit, and because it, it was just so ridiculous. But the, the the author was basically saying too, like, not like the, the way that the police b- present themselves to the public is so far fetched compared to how you know the police 
in the United States and other you know Western countries present themselves as more of like a dominant authority figure. Japan presents their police as more like passive and like because I, I guess they're referring to one scene from the first episode where basically Fuji was talking to Kawaii and she was like, "Yeah, sometimes people will just come up to you and punch you, and you just can't really do anything about it." But the author is like, yeah, that wouldn't happen in America. The police would just shoot the shit out of you. I'm like, where do you live? I mean, what do you see in your day-to-day life that makes you think that? And they're like, just no one's going to understand this show. I'm like, oh my gosh, you live a very horrible life, sir. And I hope, I hope you find happiness elsewhere. (laughs) Japan is very isolated, so. Yeah, I actually, I'll, I'll go on a really quick small tangent, but I had the opportunity to go to Japan and I went to one of the prisons there and, and toured and we got a, uh, to meet with the um, head warden and they were talking about, you know, the police force and how what they go through training and also just the crime rate too in Japan. And it, it was the first time I realized that they have like the lowest gun violence in any like country in the world. It's like, I think less than 1% now. Um, and it's because the amount of time and effort it takes to just get a firearm in there is so insane. You have to go through like three different tests, a physical, a mental test, and like the actual like shooting test to, to say that you can actually fire a weapon. You have to do a written test. You then have to get examined like every other month for how you store the weapon and you have to clean it and you have to store it in a particular spot. Like it's insane. Wow. So in America, it, you just go to the nearest Walmart. Yeah, you just uh, dick can have a gun? And pick yeah. the biggest one on the wall, and yeah, that's it. Yep. Use your credit card. Man. So it's yeah, no, mom's I mean, credit card. <laughs> mom's credit card. Yeah, it's it's such a different world there too in Japan. So I mean, like at the one side, I get like maybe some people might be confused as to how things operate, but I don't think anyone's watching this show going like, "Oh, this is so unrealistic. The police force would never do that." Because in America, blah 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 blah. Like I like first off, it's a show, so calm down. But like. No, it's just, you know, we're different. It's different all around the world. They're just, you know, yep. better yep. at it in Japan <laughs> than, than they are in America. Mm. Just suck it up, Buttercup. That's the way it is. Gun away. <laughs> First Amendment or something along those lines. Yeah. I like that you brought that up, that, that kind of perspective. I'm not sure if you know, but like this actually was written by like the, the manga for this. It was actually written by like a former police officer in Japan. So this is actually grounded in some kind of like reality that the police force live in. Yeah, I, I did see that note because I know it's in this anime is I think it's being animated by Madhouse Studios too. So I think I saw it like in the first episode where they made a note that like obviously these are fake scenarios and, and fake people and stuff, but that the yeah, the author was was a former in in law enforcement in some capacity, mm-hmm. um, which I mean, like that's that's awesome. That's awesome too. Like to get that perspective coming out in a show. Um, I, I the only other show I can think of right now at the top of my head is like my dress up darling. The author actually does a lot of like the cosplay events themselves to get in like the minds of like what goes into building a cosplay and stuff like that. So it's really cool to see like authors these days actually learn you know and, and and put themselves in those positions and you know take life experiences if they have it and put it into a manga or an anime yeah. so it's it's nice to see that coming out in the show like police in a pod it is it is and do you guys actually catch i know you mentioned disclaimers but do you guys catch that this disclaimer was longer this episode i did notice but i didn't take the time to read it 
I think I saw the text. It. Yeah, I saw the text was like really long, and I was like, oh, yeah. that's weird. Yeah, I didn't pay to read that. I didn't, I didn't do like a second glance at it. I, I just remember looking at it and going, that looks a little oddly long, but I was like, eh, there's too much yeah, dialogue happening. Know. I'm tr- I'm focusing on other things. Like, should <laughs> I read that? Sense. Is it important? Man, yeah. I had read that and I was like, oh my God, things are going to get real. This stuff. Like usually they just say like a few words, like this is this based on fiction or this is the fictional based story or whatever. Mm. But this one was like going off like, man, Something's going to happen this episode. Like something's going to get very real because they're either trying to cover their ass because this is actually based on something that resembles an actual event, and they would get in trouble if this got out. And they're like, hey, you can't write about that. Aaron, by doing this disclaimer, they're like, oh yeah, well, it's just a coincidence that they're related. But ah, okay. When I saw that, I was like, something's going to be real this episode. Nothing else was that serious, right? Oh man, you know what was serious that. I didn't know what actually serious Yamada losing his ID badge. That, the man came in the room crying. Like I thought something happened. Like that, thought that was the serious moment. Lost a family member, you know, something like <laughs> real deep, but it was just Minamoto himself was just so ashamed to be beside Yamada. Oh my gosh. The disappointment <laughs> on everyone's faces. Yeah, Mr. Lost record. My Idea. <laughs> oh, my word. And I yeah, like how I, the end of it. I, I think her name is Maki Makimata. She's the one like that works in the clerical position. Oh, yes, yes. At the police box. Yeah. I like how she's like, well, sorry, Yamada, time to time to reform Seppuko and take yeah. your life. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. And I, I, you know, or she might have been the one that was like, "No, they don't do that anymore. It's not in the code." <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, yeah they more. No way. <laughs> Hang on, we we need to backtrack." I think you're. Right. I think it was Kawhi that said the uh, commit tempoku, and then yeah, yeah, and, then she's, yeah, and then she cried like, "No, no, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore." How recent are we talking? <laughs> it changed wow. last week. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. it was pretty recent. <laughs> He just got away with it. Oh man! Man, he was actually in tears and everything. Like, oh my god, he was a broken man. Yeah, his life was over. <laughs> Holy, in his ass. I mean, they took it really seriously. They are getting the whole like what the whole station was there. They said they're involving the captains and division leaders. I'm like, damn, like everyone is getting involved yeah. to get this badge. And not to mention it was off, Saturday. Yeah. yeah, it's weird that they don't get paid for that. Like, oh, like, no, no, no overtime hours. Maybe these get regular hours. I don't know. They specifically said you don't get overtime hours. They probably just volunteer work to help another yeah. friend, even though they're bashing him the whole time. But they still got to help out. What do you guys think of the new character, though? Uh, this switchboard girl. Oh, <laughs> when she started spitting. I love her. <laughs> I love her. I absolutely love her. I like that she was low key roasting Yamada. Exactly. Yep. Like, yo, you're looking for Minamoto? Oh, no, sorry. I can send his partner, Yamada. Oh, no, you don't like the angry ones? Okay, okay. Oh, well, Yamada, <laughs> no, you don't want to go for him? No, no. Oh, that's unfortunate. Oh, that was so disrespectful. Yep, <laughs> yep. That, that's what it was. Is oh, Minamoto running a hotline within the police department? Yeah, it, it basically is at this point. Honest. <laughs> go for Minamoto? I love the fact, though, that she looks up to fuji and is like it's yeah. just the love of her life oh yeah, Meanwhile, yeah. Like, everyone else views her I, I can't remember if it was the previous episode or a couple episodes prior but like everyone looks at fuji and they just see like a gorilla 
a like yeah, a big yeah. scary gorilla. <laughs> Meanwhile, she looks at her and is like, "You're like an angel. It's you." She doesn't and, know half the truth. That's the problem. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's probably true. But I, I like the the stark contrast between a lot of the characters. Like, yeah, like a lot of the older women love Minamoto, and then all the younger women just hate him. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty interesting. Scumbag. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> the spitting out, like the, the huge loogies, like really got me. <laughs> huge. Oh yeah, that was. Twice. Oh my goodness! So extra, so funny. I got a question for you guys though. When did you guys uh, realize that it was actually one of the women Minamoto has been calling or has been calling him had the the key card? When did we realize? Yeah. When she asked for both of them. No, um, Fuji realized basically because she was calling a lot all day in the morning, meaning she had something really important to say mm-hmm. and only to Minamoto. Then I think the second indicator was she, the old lady, anyways, at that point. No, I'm, no, I'm no, pretty she, sure she, she realized when she, she mentioned she wanted to see the partner. Yeah, yeah. Yamada. That when she realized, okay, my hunch was correct. I don't think so, because she was really about to leave before, like, when she got there. I don't think she knew it was going to be there. Until, uh, yeah, like, did. about the partner. No. I think she just did it to do them a favor, because she had to go on patrol and do her actual duties, and that's like, alright, like, I'll save you guys the time when you guys go look for the ID. I right think they gave Fuji a, a little... not mm-hmm. enough credit. I don't think she realized. Yeah. Because only when... Uh, she brought the partner when Fuji's like whole reaction changed when she's First just like squinting. When does Fuji mm. does a favor for anyone? Especially I mean, Yamada and Miyamoto. Yeah. I think she would, especially when they're in trouble like that. Like it's kind of like the whole camaraderie. No. Police officer, not Fuji. Know? Not Fuji. I think Anyone she would. Yeah, I know. I think you're giving her two liter credit. I think she would. Yeah. I think she, she would. She's a nice person yeah, when it matters. Nice. Yeah. Can you name what other time she did that? I cannot. When she helped, I can only think of Kawhi. Kawhi's <laughs> <laughs> the only person who would help. Like, it's a rare sight. It is a rare sight. No. I, I feel like they would help her too. Like, I know that they don't get along a lot, like, they're rivals, but I feel like if push comes to shove and they needed each other's help, they would help each other. Yeah. Would they? I think they would. Yeah, would bro. They're, they're friends. messed up the stakeout just to catch the clerk um, herself? Oh. Petty revenge. <laughs> oh, the stakeout <laughs> with... Uh... <laughs> like, That's petty revenge. It's not in Fuji nature. It's... If in a serious situation, yes, Fuji would definitely help them out. But... Yeah, that was serious. His ID card? Not, not serious I thought that was Fuji. serious. It's serious, man. I swear, I could end his whole career. Yeah, it would have hurt his internal career. Oh, (laughs) you would have been ID. You would be off the duty. You'd be the what do you call it? The lackey that everyone goes to. Like, hey, I need that. I need help with this. Hey, I need help with this. Oh, Oh, that would have lost my ID. (laughs) His image would be ruined. Everyone in her monologue. It was hilarious. Kind of already ruined. Oh, I guess we'll just have to agree to disagree. Indeed. Because I really want to talk about 
with Kawhi and uh, this whole traffic incident, even how it began too, with just uh, how she was this bad mouthing traffic work, and then of course the one person listening to her is the, the actual traffic sergeant. <laughs> I, I actually think. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm saying yeah, we saw him twice. I didn't expect to see him again. Yeah. I like how they do that, though. They introduce a guy, and they're like, all right, nah, you probably won't see him again. And then, boom, you see him twice, like that other rookie cop guy that we saw. Yeah. Well, even before that, too, I like how they set it up with the gentleman coming in to, um, can't remember the phrase, but, like, basically just release his license. And they're like, oh, yeah, oh, we can do that. The whole and then, like, the, the old, old man coming in being like, I need to renew my license. And they're like, oh, uh, yeah. we don't do that <laughs> here. And he's like, what? I can't hear you. And he's, she's like, we don't do that here. Oh, and, he's like, and he did it again. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, that sort of, again, it's, it's set that weird tone of like, oh, this is going to be kind of funny. Because then yeah. Yeah, the next scene is, is Kawhi basically being like, oh, traffic people. They probably hate their lives, and it sucks because traffic control sucks. <laughs> and job. Fuji's just like, "Kawhi, he's right behind you." Oh my! <laughs> so again, it's, covered. She wouldn't stop talking. Yeah, but it's that it's that weird. Like it gives you like that false sense of, like, "Oh, this is gonna be kind of funny," and you know, the rest of it's just gonna be kind of goofy. And then you're like, "Traffic accident doesn't look that bad." And then it just the moment that Fuji looks sees the blanket, it's like, "Oh." All downhill from here. Oh, dead you know baby. I think you just pointed out a really good parallel that was been going on in this episode. How they change it up. Like in the beginning, you saw it was going to be something super serious with uh, Yamada. Like, like, oh my god, what did he do? Did something terrible happen? And it was just his ID badge. And it's like, oh, this is kind of like funny. And then you get to this one where it starts off, oh, this is really funny. It's just traffic stuff. And then it gets really serious when it's actually a baby that was involved in the accident. Yeah. This is really good writing. I didn't even realize that at first. It's it, the writing in it is surprisingly good too. And it it goes beyond just like cuz if you watch the episode 2, the thing that I thought of the moment that we we went past the the traffic accident scene and and like into the aftermaths of of how it's affected Kawhi too. I'm like I'm sitting here watching going are they not going to like figure out what happened like how'd the baby get there like did someone do it on i had purpose? a lot of questions. how the accident yeah. there was loopholes there yeah. yeah that's why i thought it wasn't a baby i thought it was like a dog or a joke or something and like that's why they never actually showed what underneath the blanket or anything yeah but but i no also like the baby i don't think it was a loophole so much as i think they really wanted the rest of the episode to focus on the the mental impact like something yeah. like that has yeah like the, the trauma up, and the yeah. and the like basically the PTSD that someone can it experience really after seeing something like that that intense and that vi- like visceral it, it it's you know it's jarring and can have a lasting impact so I mean I I like the fact that it wasn't focused on like all right we need to figure out what happened it was here is Kawhi going about her day to day routine and just can't operate like yeah. She's she can't sleep, she can't eat, she can't think straight. Just you know, and, it, and it's because of this one incident. And it's like, yeah, that's that's real stuff. Like you know, you can you could talk about all you want and like imagine yourself in that situation, but you can't really experience it unless you're there. You mm-hmm. know, looking at the scenes of a fatal crash to really understand how impactful it can be on you. So you know, I, I like the fact that they they focused basically exclusively on 
what impact it had on Kawhi and how she had to basically learn to cope with it at the end of the episode rather than like, here's the mystery, let's solve it. I think that that had more of a of an impact as on the viewer than, you know, just another yeah. mystery yes, it top did. piece. I'd agree yeah. with that. Yeah. And you great. I think you actually quoted the the sergeant's speech too. Like that really was a lesson to be learned. And like their, yeah. their jobs mean a lot. Like he was actually like, yeah, this this job isn't like it's it, sure it might seem boring, but like we're out here trying to prevent those kind of accidents because we've seen them. And it's like, damn. This guy couldn't be any more badass. And then yeah. I think Kawhi got that message too, because you can see her eyes like light up, like, wow. This is <laughs> yeah, what you guys are doing out there. Yeah, I think the sergeant said, like, she's like, he's like, yeah, just quit. I'm like, not a joke, quit. Yeah. Like, You're the sane one for, for reacting this way. Like, nah. that's, that makes a normal person. He's like, Fuji and I, we're batshit insane. We're crazy because we do this. We've experienced similar things and we continue to do it. We yeah. continue to put ourselves in those positions. He's like, but I guess he's like, I'm good at it. I go out there and I tell people to hang on when they're going to breathe their last breath and die because I'm I've trained myself to be able to do that now. And he's like, someone has to, and I'm good at it. And it's like, yeah, you kind of got to look at yourself and be like, can you handle this? Because it's it's not for everyone, and you got to be a little crazy to do that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what? I think we spent a lot of time here. And I do want to ask you guys before we move on: Will you guys be keeping your passes? Yes. Yeah, I'll keep my pass. Good writing. Yeah, very good, very writing. good writing. Yes, very, very good. Kept us on our toes the whole episode. All right. Well, look at that. The the miracle has happened again. Some people say lightning doesn't strike twice, but who knows? Maybe in this podcast it does because police in a pod will be getting its perfect record back again, reinstated with another mystical pass. That is, I, don't, I think this is well-deserved. They couldn't have used or had an, an even, I don't think, if we had you on a different episode, Magically Average, I don't know if there would have been a better episode than this one. Then again, maybe the next episode is going to be even better, but I feel like this episode <laughs> was almost perfect for it to get its pass yeah. back, showing something so serious. At the day. Going, going with the weather analogy, it was the perfect storm. Yeah, 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 it really was. And yeah, but we will be... Oh, actually, before I move on, I do want to point out Maceus was right about something. Uh, when Kawhi was eating that, that bowl of soup, or not bowl of soup, but a bowl of ramen, she was like, this is the the Pod Chief's ramen. She so, said the captain? What? Yeah. She said he's the captain. The, no, no, she didn't say captain. She said the Pod's chief. I said the chief of the pod. Like the oh, other guy wait, in the I was like, oh, uh, yeah, I yeah. knew it. <laughs> I was like, what if I invite a belt? <laughs> Man. So I'm to point that out real quick before we move on over to Rust Eater Bisco, which also received a triple pass last week. So what went down this week, Maceus? Uh, yes, episode 10 of Rust Eater Bisco. When everything started to look good, underneath all the steam, the colossal titan has appeared. Yeah. And now the rumbling <laughs> had begun. Can this new Milo stop it, or will he be crushed by the rumbling? Who knows? He, I don't know if he could, but he looks like he will get a lot of help, and I'm actually curious to see how the fight goes, so I'll be giving it a pass. Oh, wow. That's yeah, no. Nah. Mm-hmm. 
we would I watched the episode with my my other co-host Frankfurter and he we both made the comment when we saw the giant fist come out of the smoke. Yeah. Like, oh, Titan. Titan. How did you not? It's like yeah. what? Oh, it's it's Titan. Titan. A bunch yeah, of but, steam. I'm like, but that's just a rumbling for sure. He's but the he, goes, Titan. he goes, man, it kind of sucks when the not attack on Titan show is a better attack on Titan show. And I was like, ooh, but you're not wrong. Oh. Um, no, this episode was like it's kept the same pace and tone throughout the entire season, which I thought was going to be impossible based on how just absolutely insane every episode is. It it constantly like keeps that pace and that level and notches it up even more now. Like past to the infinity, this these last two episodes are gonna be incredible. Yeah, that what yeah, I'm I hoping. Certainly but hope so. Yeah. Finally. Finally. That's it took so fast. long. But my expectations yeah. are low. My expectation always low for this show. Am I the only one who caught goosebumps when I saw the freaking hand crush the helicopter? Am I, am I the only one? Because that show no. was incredible. No, that, and, that uh, was like a cool... I was like... Oh, oh, that was oh. like... Mm. <laughs> Cherry on top. No, he crushed him. But a punch. Was it a punch? Was, I don't know. I thought it was a punch. I could not tell you. I have it open. Right. It was a... One second. We're getting the instant replay here. We have a yeah, challenge yeah. on the field. We'll challenge on the field. We'll be right back with that instant on the field, yes. <laughs> we'll right it, it, yeah, it crushed it in his hands. It crushed it in his hands. Oh After my god. It was a crush. All right, we got the, <laughs> the results in. It Incredible. was a crush, guys. It was a crush. Yeah, just to confirm, it was a pass as well. All right. Well, for myself, you know, I, this episode played out as I saw it would. And, you know, I kind of want to see what happens next. So it gets a pass for me as well. Okay, wait, Magic Average, did you give your verdict? I want I I know that you want to give oh. it a pass based on what you said. I'm not sure if you said pass. Oh yeah. Pass. Pass pass. Right. All the passes. It can take every pass in the world. This show, we we talk about it. This is one of the shows that we also talk about on the Baka Bites. And it we are constantly like at a loss for words every single week we talk about the episode because it it gets crazier and crazier. But it's so good. It, it like the best summary we've come up with is that it's the most anime ass anime out there right now. No, got to go with this guy. It yeah, yeah. I mean, in the first episode, there's weaponized hippos and yeah. and, a, and a giant crab and you know mushrooms. Like you, it was so a, wild. a bone arrow dude that creates mushrooms. Like that doesn't get any more anime. I, I like uh, outside of maybe like Fooly Cooly and like a handful of other shows. Like it is so batshit crazy, it but really it's so crazy. good. And the best part about it too is that like even though it is like the world building's in, in astounding, just that alone makes the show incredible. But really? the the thing that we've discussed so much, and I think we've sort of finally figured out as to why it's so good, is that it is. It is crazy. Like the concept of mushroom keepers and the this world that's been destroyed by rust, by these giant mechanized rust creating things that came out of nowhere. Like it, that's all crazy. But the anime as a show is so simple. Like 
the plot is simple. It's easy to follow. There's not a lot of like weird mystery or they're not trying to throw you any sort of like crazy backstory loopholes things. It's like just straightforward, easy to follow. Yet it's still very like it feels complex because it is crazy. Like and every episode just continues to build on that. It doesn't slow down, it doesn't skip a beat. It's just constantly moving forward at a a perfect pace. It's the progression is immaculate. Like there's no weird like filler pieces. Everything is meaningful. And so when you finally hit this episode of a giant robot coming back to life, well, part robot, part human humanoid thing, excuse me. Like it's like what is happening? But it, again, it makes sense. Like you're like, oh, it's the thing from the foundry that they were just fighting in that created rust. Now it's come back to life. But the mystery is, how did it come back to life? They would like, never answer that. Yeah. I would not, to be honest. <laughs> like I, I feel like this show well, is too too anime for me. Even though I love anime, it feels like I want that plot. I want that mystery. So that would make like anime to me more exciting. Cause I know one day they could explain that and hopefully it at the final episode. And this show doesn't have any of that. Stuff just happens. They always just appear to the location and shit just happens. And yeah, I feel like I they're mean, missing those like little in-between spots to give that I, show, show more like feeling. But I think the beauty of, of Rust Eater though is that there still is that mystery because there's a lot of unanswered questions, right? There's There's still... We still don't have the full picture of how the rust even started with the the explosions that occurred in Tokyo. We still don't really have a good grasp of what these Sujin, the giant robot things are. We don't know what the purpose of the foundry was in, in creating the artificial rust. We don't really know much about mushroom keepers either. Like, there's still a lot of mystery, but I think the, the greatest part about the show is that it doesn't have those mysteries be the central focus of the show like it doesn't want the the purpose of the show to be fo- centered around solving the mysteries it's more going through these crazy adventures and slowly learning as you go it's almost like you're making the the mystery is sort of the second piece of the show rather than the the focal point because i think a lot of shows these days focus a lot on like ooh, we have this we're very mysterious and we're very like you don't know what's happening. You're going to have to find out. And that's the focal point. But then you lose a lot of people because you start doing like side stories or you go off on tangents or you just completely derail looking at you attack on Titan. So the, I love the fact that rust eater is no, 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 no. This is a straight up adventure, crazy chaos. But again, you can follow along pretty easily. And as you follow along, you'll start to learn about some of the things that, we haven't directly spoken on like the Sujin, like the Russ, like the mushroom keepers. And as we continue to build through these adventures, you will get the bigger picture, but it's, it's, it's a process that you just, you kind of instill in the storytelling piece rather than making it like, here's what you're going to have to eventually figure out. And we're going to build the show around that. I, I, think that's where a lot of shows fall short rust eater does the opposite and that's why it's perfect well what's the point of having mysteries if they're never going to be answered because lo- a lot of those stuff are actually very but you important. don't know like, it, it could be answered it could be answered next episode you don't know you know, know, you know the show wrong. Won't. If, 
you know, I, they could answer this next episode. I well, just feel like they won't. It's not a spoiler. It's not a spoiler, but there is source material for this, and I believe there's currently seven volumes of the, um, like the novels, and they're slowly releasing it as manga in Japan. Part one of the manga set is going to encapsulate this first season, and then they're going to eventually release part two. So. Again, this is from what I've heard from the source material coming out of Japan. So, in theory, there will be a second season. So, like, hopefully, some things will be answered. But you know, they might be setting it up for yeah, they might be setting it up for this next season to come out. The manga, I feel like, will be will do much better. Can I still even watching season one? I feel like there was just a lot of detail just missing, just not even in the show. Yes, Savan. I have a question. You said there's going to be. More volumes after this. What are these volumes called? What is, what is the name of this volume? Or like, what are yeah. these books called? Because the main character is dead. I think it's still Sabakui Bisco, right? What the heck? I believe so. He is inside oh, Milo. Shit. He's still not dead. He's well, inside hey, Milo. Oh, there we go. Say, yeah, what do I mean? Yeah, he's say, within his heart. Yes. Because uh, something, something that kind of comes out in this last episode is is bisco a person or is it is it something that's passed down yeah right across the mushroom keepers like a like an all might you know all for or one for all <laughs> oh, kind man. of thing into, oh, yeah. oh man i could believe that because when that's why i said new milo because yeah you know the way he was talking different person. the way he was yeah. talking fighting acting even his smile was yes. just like bisco yeah, yeah that was weird. I thought he was just trying about? to act like him. I didn't really take that to heart that maybe they're acting. The, what he said wasn't just like one of those anime things. He's like, you oh, know? it's not in my heart. Yeah, no, he, he literally uh, has him in his heart. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah, that heartfelt that speech surprising. wasn't just a heartfelt speech. That was a, hey, I'm going to be inside you. Literally. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> literally and physically. Carry your body. Yeah. I'm coming in. Yeah. Milo probably just like, oh, you probably just mean that figuratively. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna give you permission. All right, you you consented. I'm coming in. Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> this is a violation of my human rights. No, nope. you consented. You said, come on in. I always have you here. <laughs> yeah, it's like a vampire. Once you let him in, you you're fucked. Like you can't uh, do anything yeah, about it. Oh my goodness, dude. There's you another. Have, uh, That's true. Holy shit. Personality cool. disorder. Oh god. Yeah, there you go. Split personality. <laughs> yep. So wait, what happens to Milo then? Milo's just a side character what happened, now. No, why about Bisco is never real? It, it was just one of those like um fight clubs. Oh geez. Like, like, like Tyler was it Tyler Durden? <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh god. Well, because so on that point too with Bisco, it his backstory is super vague. Hey, yeah, it is. Yeah, like you don't because Again, you don't really know how mushroom keepers are, I guess, yeah. quote unquote, created. You yeah. know, like it, yeah. there's no like they have they have special blood. We know we learned that in the, like the seventh episode when they found the rust eater mushroom. Like there's some they have some weird like physical mutation of some kind that allows them to have different kind of blood and and actually be insanely powerful like Jobby's fucking like 130 years old and can jump around like he's 10 <laughs> like that's not normal I want that as I want to know like were they just born they're like a special clan like the rest eater clan or 
where they actually like made in a lab, injected with something. But I guess I want to say they were injected with something just because yeah. Nilo could do the same thing now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's that's, that's definitely a theory because, yeah, I, I think I want to say Bisco early on talks with Milo about the fact that there's like, there's a ton of mushroom keepers. Not a ton, but they're like, there are other mushroom keepers. How can you but say they the other mushroom keepers, but they never show any of them. And the one they showed was the tire. They're like, come on. <laughs> but like get a village. Yeah, there was one that showed up in the abandoned town with the creepy old couple that tries to eat um yeah. Pawu. Um but <laughs> that might have just been that might have oh, just been yeah. a fake story. <laughs> but you know, that's something that might come out too. So I again, like there's so many unknowns about the mushroom keepers, but it it's still answered. like incredibly entertaining though. Yeah. I mean you you hope it'll be answered, right? Like that's this show is definitely like built around okay i'm insanely entertained but you're gonna have to start answering some things soon because then you know otherwise it, it's just gonna be pointless you know fighting and adventuring there's not gonna be any sort of substance behind it in terms of like what the purpose of it is mm. so I, I i see you there like i understand it but you can't tell me that you didn't have like the tingly winglies when you were watching that fight with jobby and milo just like fighting this giant mechanized thing oh, that, and then that was cool. and hearing Milo go, Hey, what's up, Kurokawa? I thought you were dead, you some bitch. And you're like, What? That yeah. thing's Kurokawa? That thing's the mayor? How'd that happen? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know what happened. He's inside the nape. What do you mean? He's gotta cut the nape. Yeah, you know? gotta <laughs> yes. I I I was so weird. I was so discomforted by like the moaning that this thing would do as it was oh. walking. Yo, and, like, just, that was just was being a disturbing. robot. I'm like, stop, please. It is. So, it's so unnerving to hear this thing just go. Oh, and I'm like, no, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's misery. Oh, my goodness. I thought the that thing CGI was on it was pretty good. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah, it no, it looked uh... really good. It well, almost actually, it, it almost didn't even look thing. like CGI. It looked like yeah, it, was, it, really it, was it wasn't just, CGI. It wasn't yeah. CGI. Is it? I was gonna say no. I, I was gonna say I think Wait, it was. Like, it, I think it was it basically wasn't. drawn or yeah, whatever was, animated. Uh, really? <laughs> well, that's a good sign. I don't know, man. That armor looks like CGI. The armor itself, like just the armor, looks like. I guess it's not even necessarily armor. It's his rib cage. Yeah, it's. I and I also want to like. I've repeated this before too, but like. This is the studio that's animating this show. It's their first show that they're it doing is on their the own. First one, yeah. They're doing really Studio good. Oz. Holy crap. I won't <laughs> like, say good. A, but for the first one, oh, the oh. on the on the charts, let's just say that. I the explosion. There are there are some battle sequences that I'm like this this is rivals some other really good shows that are like you know f- very battle focused and centric like i feel like if they had more money and more time i think they could have made the show very good mm-hmm. and added a bit more scenes and a bit more depth within the show yeah it, i mean it's it's a bit fast i would say yeah. so i i think i yeah I, I see the point there like i it's her first time come on like yeah, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give them slack come i'll on. give them slack <laughs> All right. Well, but will you give them a pass? Yeah, I, I get my pass this time. Yes, uh, from me. As yeah, well. yeah. No, of course. Right, Show's going places, man. It has a future. Does it? 
Oh. oh no <laughs> it's good no it's good to doubt because then when this show becomes the next one piece you're oh gonna my eat goodness. your words oh eat my it. God. i'll come back on the episode and just take a big dump on you and be like die you've Fucking you doubter. Happens, I might have yeah. to quit anime for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, it's going to be right days. there with the other one. With, uh, the strongest stage with the weakest crest. They're both going to be top of the charts. Oh, no. <laughs> God, no. Not another right. isekai, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I just, right. There's so many good isekais now, and I think uh, studios are like, we can do an isekai, and they all are yeah. just doggy doo-doo. Yeah. <laughs> like, Oh, uh, I, yeah, I guess that's it. Just if you chuck money at isekais, you'll get something in return, I guess. Yeah. Well, I should probably give my verdict too. I'm going to give this a pass. So that means another quadruple pass for our Rust Eater Bisco. And this one truly is keeping its flawless record. It's never had any uh, true fails yet. But again, they're both prodigies and they're both moving on. We have nothing going over to remedial classes. And uh, did you guys find anything surprising this episode? Mm. Not really, no. I love the Attack on Titan reference, but other than that, it was really good. I think my only surprise was you passing, uh, Isaiah, you passing police in a pod. Because I know that yeah. you're looking for something more funny. I, like that, this episode definitely had like comedy. Like, there was yeah, good it had comedy. It, but it was also super serious at the end. Like, man, I wonder how Isaiah is going to take this. Even when it was serious, it was funny though. Like when the man told her to quit, I was like, I was dying after that. I was told him to quit right after, like straight up like that. It wasn't a joke, and it was funny. Yeah, but I liked it overall. I also feel like it's hard to it's hard to fail an episode when there's a dead baby in it. I feel like just out of oh yeah yeah that's true. You just you can't do that. That's in poor taste. It made me appreciate the show more though. That's for sure. Hmm. You know not not the dead baby, just like everything. <laughs> Thanks for the I was really worried there for a second. <laughs> well, now we're going to be looking at you. No one was questioning you about that before, you know. but now, now we're all looking at it very closely. Oh, Jesus. You know, that certainly is something. And we'd like to thank you, Magically Average, for coming on the show. And if you, the listeners, want to check out Bach and the company, you can find them on shows.acast.com slash baka company hyphen podcast that's their website go ahead and give that a visit the link will be in the description but you also can listen to their podcast wherever you listen to ours they're on apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, you name it and if you want to see which if any of these animes on our show passes or fails then please stick around for next week's episode of anime pass or fail also please remember to vote in the reddit poll so that way you can decide what new anime we watch in the spring season. The link is in the description, and if you want to show some support for our show, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com slash after the match. And even if you don't, we thank you.